And Elon Musk is buying Twitter uh, at around some something like $44 billion, right? And there's a lot of feelings about this. But now you have the Western media, the liberal corporate media, especially uh, just going ballistic, right? And mind you, this is a problem, okay? It's not... It's not a problem in the way that the Western media and the capitalist elites who are in competition with people like must see it. It's not uh, the neocons and neoliberals. It's not how they see it, right? That's not the, the their, I'll get to their problem. The real problem with this is that it's just a further consolidation of imperialism. It's like Vladimir Lenin 101, imperialism, the highest age of capitalism. You have a huge magnate like Elon Musk using both his capital and also the financing he gets from the banks, right? Morgan Stanley, and I believe there's five others getting in on the mix in order to finance this merger, really this kind of takeover. This is just imperialism doing what imperialism does. And it's the banks that actually rule here because Elon Musk would never self-finance the complete uh, purchase of a, a capital entity, right? This is purchasing capital. It's not like it's not like going to the grocery store, I'm going to get some apples and chicken. No, this is capital. This is something that produces profit. This is something, uh, so he's purchasing this uh, with the help of the banks, and it's a further consolidation of social media. So, of course, it's a problem. Further privatization, of course, that's a problem. But that's not that, even when the mainstream media, the New York Times, is mentioning this, they really are concerned more so about the so-called free speech absolutism. Now, I don't believe anything that comes out of Elon Musk's mouth because he has demonstrated just a horrific and horrendous record around workers' rights, super exploitation of workers, his just crass sort of way of talking about things where he says, well, I'll coup whoever we want. You have Latin American countries nationalizing resources like lithium, such as Bolivia, and you have Elon Musk Right, openly calling for coups against those countries. I mean, I, who can trust someone like Elon Musk? But there are a lot of people who have this fanatic idealization of the guy. But nonetheless, the point is, is that the way that the Western media is portraying this is it's Elon Musk who's going to now uh, further problematize, make further uh, sort of the destruction of free speech through his purchase of Twitter. And what's ironic about this is that the Western media has actually been at the forefront of making social media platforms channels for censorship and surveillance in ways that we have never seen in history because this is all these are all new developments. So you have US intelligence, you have Western intelligence, you have big banks, you have military, con you have the whole consortium of ruling class interests using social media in partnership with the banks and the shareholders and the uh, part owners, right? Uh, basically doing the dirty work of the war machine, taking accounts off. How many thousands of accounts have been deleted just because they say positive things about Venezuela, Nicaragua, China, Russia, whatever uh, the target country is, Iran, the state-affiliated media label, which suppresses people further in the algorithms, shadow banning, all of this, suspending people like Pepe Escobar. I mean, all of this has been supported, not enthusiastically supported by the Western media, the liberal corporate media, the neocons, all of them have been enthusiastically pushing this, facilitating this. And now they're complaining about Elon Musk. It's ironic 
that they're complaining about Elon Musk because they're actually the ones who paved this road to hell that uh, the overall media landscape has been on for ordinary people for a long time, for decades, right? We can trace all of this back to the 1996 Telecommunications Act, which consolidated the media even further, right? So you had Bill, the Bill Clinton administration, a Democrat, basically eliminating any restrictions to media mergers, corporate media, and this had ripple effects across television media, across radio, uh, across all sorts of different ways in which uh, media comes together. And so that's why you have this extreme scenario, right, of just a few corporations. It it's exists in the corporate media overall with six corporations owning 90% of it, five or six. And it exists in all of these various sectors. In social media, you only have a handful or less of companies sort of sharing uh, the overall uh, profits that are being made off the super exploitation of us, right? And so the Western media is hypocritical. And we have to point that out because now they have problems where uh, for a long time they have had none with the way that Twitter and all these other social media platforms have operated to suppress dissenting voices, suppress anti-war voices, and to ultimately forward the agenda of, of the imperialists. That's what they are. That's what all of this is. It's this new age imperialism where now in this realm of technology, there is a lot going on in terms of trying to divide up the territory, so to speak, to use Leninist terms, right? Redividing capital in order to further consolidate it and ensure that fewer and fewer hands have control over it. That is the product of capitalist competition. That's what we're seeing here. And we need to be sure, of course, uh, the only, in my opinion, the only interesting thing here is the possibility that Elon Musk's very words create a political situation that people can continue to hold on to. This idealization of Elon Musk is a problem, though, because he the only good thing he does, right, is by engaging in fair partnerships in China. That's the only good thing, in my opinion, that he does, because it's true. Uh, if it wasn't for uh, a lot of the uh, ways in which his, his corporation has spearheaded uh, that industry and in renewables, especially electric vehicles, that, you know, uh, for all of the other flaws with this, because there's a lot of it, right? a lot of super exploitation that goes into it but he does engage in in fair arrangements with uh, china in order to ensure that china has access to that market so they can actually address climate change in a manner and, and that's going to continue to change though as china becomes more and more independent because china doesn't say oh yeah we're just going to buy cars from you forever we're going to buy things from you forever from the west or anywhere else china says no we're only, we're doing this so that we can build up the capacity to do it ourselves. And that's what's happening. And so the, I think the big point here, though, is that we should not idealize Elon Musk as some free speech absolutist. You can't believe the words that come out of capitalist mouths, especially people as smarmy as Elon Musk, right? At Jeffrey Epstein, Black Book, Elon Musk, right? This guy who has a long record of exploitation, comes from apartheid, South Africa in his lineage. He is a capitalist through and through. But nonetheless, just by pointing out Twitter's errors, there is an opportunity 
to push forward, right? This uh, understanding that Twitter has been engaging in some ruthless censorship to basically take what should be a public utility and make it into really a prison and then also really just a weapon for a prison for us and a weapon for the for big capital, right? In all spheres, including the military industrial complex.